Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shift. This is episode 240. I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived, the happiest man alive, because it's a quarter end special. The third shift is the end of quarter end, and I still got to go to work in the morning. Oh, man, it's so great. It's me. It's Matt. And with me, as always, it's the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beast master, third shift. Oh, my God, I'm getting better and better at saying it. It's Eric. I thought he wasn't going to be here, but he's here. Eric. I did make it. How was your week this week, my dude? I almost didn't make it. He is correct. Matt is correct. I was running errands. I was doing all sorts of stuff, but you know what? I pulled through. I made it happen. This week has been a trash can. That's what this week has been. It ain't even been that bad. That's the worst part of it. I, I got a call Monday, and they're like, hey, you can't come in because your machine's broke. So I had a Monday off, you know? And I'm like, oh, well, there you go. Made I made Matt's day even better. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to drop that one live, folks. I made sure not to tell him until we were on air. I want to so, break. I want to break this microphone right now and be like, "Ooh, sorry, that's the show. That's it, everybody. You get a one minute, see, five second show." This is the beauty of it: is Matt gets to feel what I feel every time. Because back in the day, in the old days, Matt would typically get one of the weekend days off, the Saturday or the Sunday. They would do the halfsies. And so Matt would, of course, afterwards come after me. Yeah, that quarter end sucks. And it did suck. It sucked for him and it sucked for me. But it sucked for me more because I never got a break. I never got that day off. And now I'm the one that got it off. And Matt just, he just bowed back in just sadness and anger. And I went, there it is. That is me every time back in the olden days. And when I'm like, God, I want that one day. But I never got two or three or four or however many other also days you got off, too. Yeah, you well, you know, that was a war with the workplace that we're not going to discuss on the show. But <laughs> basically, folks, I'm just going to war with where I work. We're, we're having battles. We're doing it up. I don't care. So that's been my week. You know what I mean? Just not great. A whole different sleep schedule. Just moved back today to the standard sleep schedule. But you know how it is. Your body's like, no, that is not your sleep schedule. That is not what you've been doing for a whole week now. So that sucks. However, on the gaming front, man, Persona 5 Strikers, been in there, tiptoeing around, screwing around, leveling up. I'm not even attempting to move forward right now in the story. I've just been going to the dungeon over and over, just kind of grinding around, grinding around. I want to make sure that I don't have any hiccups and I'm super OP for it. The music's cool. The new environment's really fun. It's a little light on character interaction right now, though, so I'm hoping that picks up as you know I start the main story and we keep rolling. But right now, the, every time you come back from the dungeon, they'll just say the same exact thing because it doesn't work like true Persona where the days move. So anything, when you stay in that day and you don't push forward, it's just the same comments over and over and over and over again until you do the next storyline beat. So it's 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 just so weird because that's not what I'm used to. I'm used to Persona, whereas every day is a real day, and every day everybody and everything says something different because it's a new day, whereas in this one, nope, it's the same day over and over until you push forward and do the main mission. So kind of weird, kind of cool, though, at the same time because it allows me to kick back and do grinding and not have that panicked feeling like I'm wasting time because it doesn't matter. There is no time. It's just the same day over and over. And then, Outriders. Whew. God dang. Been rocking that out. Having a great time with it. Playing the Devastator because me and Matt are going to be playing uh, different characters. I'm going to be playing the Pyro with Matt. So I was like, well, I'll play on the Devastator then while I'm doing some solo stuff. 
going through some chunks levels there, just having a good old time. That game, we'll talk about it later, I'm sure, at some point, when we actually get some good hands-on with it. But I will just say, it's got all sorts of little bits of all kinds of games in it, and and I think that's what makes it wonderful. It just does a lot of everything, a little bit of everything here and there, and it, that kind of makes it its own game. Like, some people say, oh, it doesn't know what it wants to be. But I'm like, no, it kind of makes it what it is. Because it is a lot of cool stuff grabbed from different genres and different types of the games. And they put it all together. I'm having a great time with it. So are tons of other people, apparently. And, uh, of course, once me and Matt start playing, we'll talk about it in depth, where we're at, what's going on. What we both enjoy or don't enjoy. Because I don't think Matt's really played too much of it. I haven't seen you play it anyway. Maybe I'm full of crap, but... Uh, we'll get there eventually, so I won't elaborate. But that's what I've been doing this week. Or not, nothing else. What about you, Matt? Uh, like you said, this week has been nonstop hell. Because not only has it been quarter end, you work through the weekend, you work all the days, you do all the things, but quarter end was an extended shift. So ten and a half hours in the building. The one good thing was, since it was an extended shift, I said, screw it, no more half hour lunch. I'm doing a full hour lunch, and I'm playing Animal Crossing New Horizons to just decompress my whole brain just my brain was like falling out of my ear and i just crammed it back in and i just go ah animal crossing having fun doing things i don't think i've even done anything important haven't redesigned the island haven't done anything like that but just be in that world doing the dailies doing little small things optimizing this little area over here polishing up this over here no big projects but just trying to get the things that were coming together just a little bit further along. And that's been good. And then every time I come home, I was fiending for it last week. I think I fiended all the fiending that I can do in Ghost of Tsushima Legends mode. I got all but the one trophy that we will never get because that's beat the raid and you need four actual humans to do it. And you can't matchmake on the raid, which I can't believe that is the stupidest thing in the mm. entire world. I'm going to have to go on Reddit and be like, hey, guys, anybody want to work with a guy who hasn't even been in it because he doesn't even know and like doesn't really want to talk to you but just wants to get the trophy? Hey, anybody want to do that on Reddit out there? Let me know. Hey, I'll play it with you. I got all the different roles up to level 20, so that's the last trophy other than beat the raid. Had a great time, mostly. Had some really awful matches. Carried a bunch of really cool matches. Just had a bunch of fun because each... Role has just its own completely different play style as long as you're playing to that role's strength. Like, you can go in and sword fight with a Ronin and do all the counters and parries and stuff, but when you are a samurai, it goes ten times better. And you don't realize it when you're doing it because you feel cool as all the other roles doing your sword fighting, but that's what the samurai is made for. And you get in there and you, and going from, I'm all, I was always second or third place on, you know, the kills scoreboard just because I was all these other roles. Get a samurai, just boom, instantly. You're top of the scoreboard every single time because you just melt people. It's great, and it feels great, and it is great, but now I guess I'm done with it unless we ever get two more humans to do that raid with us, which will never happen. Very slim. <laughs> since I got that trophy, since I beat Ghost of Tsushima, I 100%ed it, even though my trophy list will tell you otherwise. I was like, man, what do I need? Because Ghost of Tsushima is fun. But it's dirty and ugly and nasty, and you fight these Oni, and they're ugly, and they hit you, and you bleed. I was like, man, I need something else. Animal Crossing is fine at work, but you can't play it all night long unless you got a project going on. 
And I went, you know what? <clears throat> Xbox, boot up. Haven't booted you up in a while. And it went, shing, hey, remember you were playing new Super Lucky's Tale? And I went, I do remember that. And I remember it being cute and fun and colorful and easygoing and just a just a good little 3D platform experience. So the last two days since I beat Ghost, I've been playing that again and just do a level or two here and there. Easily 100% the level, go find all the secrets in it. And it's just a fun, easygoing time. And that's what I needed on a week full of hell, just nonstop misery. So new Super Lucky's Tale. It's a good time. Animal Crossing is a good time. Ghost of Tsushima is a good time. It wasn't a good week. I'm not going to get myself up there like I always do. But in game world, it was okay. And before we move on, I just want to remind you, Games Pass came out with that really cool game you were talking about playing. And I was talking about checking out as my indie for April. Mm-hmm. I want the moon and the weird dude or whatever it's called. Yeah. It's installed. It's on okay. my crossbar because I booted it up like at the start of quarter end. And I was like, I'm going to do this. And I went, I saw like the title swirls and logos coming up. And I went, this is not the time for this. When it's normal times and I'm ready for something cool to do, that's when I'm going to play Genesis Noir. That's it's there. I'm not going to forget about it, but it's there. Okay, perfect. Because, yeah, you were talking big up on it and got me wanting to check it out. And I'm like, yeah, but I was in the same boat as you. I'm like, no, nah, this week is not the week for me to mm-hmm. test out the waters on some indie game for the month. I yeah. need to just play something I know I can just love and play, and that's all I'm going to do. Here we go. Pew! And like you said, I haven't played much Outriders because I was torn. I was like, well, I could play it, but you know me. I don't like replaying content. Mm-hmm. So if I play as the Technomancer, all bunch of levels, and then we start our, not new characters, but we start back in with the original characters we did the demo in, and I start playing that same content, I'm going to go, ah, mm, eh. and sure, we'll mm-hmm. be drinking beers, but you know how it is for me. So haven't been doing much of that, but have been hearing nothing but good stuff about it. So I'm excited to play it, but I'm also excited to play It Takes Two, so we're going to have to fight back and forth, and you got to get an Overwatch and get that new Zarya skin. Jeez Louise. We said we weren't going back to Overwatch. That's what we said. We said we're we never going back. We lied to ourselves, Eric. We, we lied to ourselves. I didn't back. know that skin was coming back out. <laughs> oh, man. You're a terrible human. I didn't know that was coming back out, but what I did know is we were coming back around at Shift Codes for Golden Keys of Borderlands 2, so hit up the Twitter, the Red Forms, the Instagram, hit up your preferred ship provider, get yourself some free loot and a fantastic game that we're never going to play again because we played through it three times. Thanks, Drake. That is, that is very correct, Matt. We will not be playing through that one ever again because we've done it too many times and we've gone through too much other stuff and got too much other stuff to be playing. So for all you do on it, hey, have a great time with it. It was fantastic, and it served us well for many years. And speaking of other stuff to be playing, hey, today is the day. What? And we haven't touched this either. This is another thing we got to play. Oh, my God. In Borderlands 3, the director's cut, it launched today. It's out right now. Have you got it downloaded on your PS5? No, you had too much stuff to no, do. No, I haven't. Have even, I been I doing it? No, up. I had too much stuff to do, too. Oh, my God, man. I don't. I can't take this world right now. I can't do it. But I will say... Obviously, we knew about the raid boss, the Ava side missions, which we're both very excited about. The behind-the-scenes content, which I'm very excited about. They posted up like a, a an animatic of like the after Maya's thing, and it was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this! Whoa, this makes Ava seem so much cooler." And I went, "Yeah, but okay, okay." Two different two different tangents. I want I want to yell about here. First off. Everybody says, oh, why'd they cut this cool story content? Uh, Do you remember every single comment on Twitter? Like two seconds after the game launched, they were like, the game's out. What did every single person on Twitter say? I gotta be able to skip the story. I hate the story. I don't want to see the story. story. I want to skip the story. Yeah, that's all anybody said. That's probably why they cut it. 
Because because yeah. nobody wants to watch Story in Borderlands. I like Story. You like Story. But literally everyone else in the world apparently hates Story. So yeah. why are you surprised that they cut a cool story sequence at a big cutscene? Why? Come on. Because it would have taken lots of people to develop that, make that actually work, and you would have been mad because you had to sit there and listen to it. It wouldn't have done anything great. Even though for me and you it would have done something great. But mm-hmm. for a majority of folks, no. They don't care. Nobody cares. They just want to shoot things, get better loot. So I said there were two things I was going about. Now there's three, because the second one was... <laughs> I looked in the comments, the replies of the Twitter post mm, that had the animatic in it. And I was like, this is so cool. And I looked down and people were like, oh, maybe if you had put this in the game, Ava would have been a decent character. What's with the Ava hate again? We've said it before on the show. What's the big deal? I don't know. We're not going to go into it because we've gone into it before. <laughs> but the third one was a Gearbox dev retweeted that and was saying, hey, this animatic that you're seeing the clip of here, that's actually only one-sixth of the animatic you're going to see in the behind the scenes thing. So this like, what, minute long, minute and a half cut scene? Yeah, minute and 26 seconds or so, yeah. It was like a 10 minute cut scene apparently? That's crazy. That's People definitely would have hated on that, believe that. But uh-huh. I was like, man, that's, that's a whole lot of content that got cut that I am excited to see in the director's cut. Totally cool. I can't wait to check all that out. And something I don't, I don't know how I missed it or whatever, but... The Crazy Earl's re-roll freaking mm-hmm. machine is back. Oh, my gosh. I am just like, oh, thank goodness. I love it when you get all that extra garbage. You now just take it in there and throw it all in. And, hey, maybe you'll end up with something that you actually want. And if not, oh, well, because it was all garbage anyway, you're just going to sell. And, and you know, of course, if you've played this game a ton, you know you don't need the money anymore. You don't need Iridium. You don't need any of that stuff. So this is a great spot to use all those guns. Get and try to get something that you actually want instead of just be screwed over and have to go farm, 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 farm. Now, as a guy who only uses one gun, I, I agree with you to, for the most part. Because when the Revenge of the Cartels comes back out and I can get a max level OPQ system or two or three or four or five or 20, now I don't have to get 20. I can go to Crazy Earl and be like, re-roll. I got a Moe's anointment on that one. Nope, re-roll it, re-roll it, re-roll it. There's a cool flak one with the Gamma Burst. So yeah, I'm excited about that. I had missed that too. The other one that I had totally missed was apparently Maurice is going to have a black market vending machine full of cool legendary items that's going to show up in mystery locations somewhere around the world. <laughs> I laughed so much about this one. I was like, you just copied Zerv from Destiny. Destiny. Every weekend he lands on a random destination. You go find him and hunt him down. And then, boom, he has a, a legendary for sale and some mm. other you know, materials you might need in you know, handling business. And I was like, that's exactly what this is. It's super cool and I'm glad they're doing it. But I'm like, man. It's Zerv 2.0, and it sounds really cool. Like, it's all, he'll, you don't know where it'll be next time. Problem is, is it's the internet. Yeah. Two seconds after he's, you know, up and running somewhere in a location, the internet will just tell you where he's at. So for us schlubs who don't, you know, get in there and mysteriously find him ourselves, you'll know two seconds after he's posted, you can just jam over to wherever he's hidden and whatever planet. They'll probably have a set rotation of places he can go, and it'll probably cycle through those. Mm-hmm. But... I still think it's really cool. I I like that you can go to a place and guaranteed look at legendaries and decide if they're for you. Because they even said like high-end legendaries. And I'm like, that's cool. So even schlubs like me who get no drops, now I can go and, hey, look, here's a guaranteed drop because it's a vending machine that only sells that. And I'll go through and it'll all be sniper rifles. That's how my luck will get me. Sniper mm-hmm. rifles and launchers and pistols. Sniper rifles, just throw them all in the trash. Just get rid of that whole stupid... 
whole line. And of course, when you're getting rid of them, you also need to make sure you never let them spawn with these new diamond rooms with the diamond loot keys. This is another one that was just like, what the hell's going on? What? And then I checked it out and I'm like, wow, this looks stupid cool. And I know I'm going to infinite amount of those keys, Matt. I'm going to get some glitch and I'm going to have an infinite amount of diamond keys too. And it's never going to stop. It doesn't work that way, Eric, because the diamond keys are coming as rewards off of the vault cards for the in-game challenges you got to do. Because some of them have legendary items, some do this, some do that. The super rare ones, I believe what they said, is what's going to give you a diamond key to get you into that diamond armory, which is a whole room full of awesome, awesome loot. I love this idea. I think it's really cool. But I have a feeling that I'm going to roll all the challenges that I totally suck at, and I'm not going to have a good time. Because I won't be able to get the good stuff. It's funny you say that, because once again, we'll reference Battleborn. When they started doing the challenges to get the extra points, I was always rolling stuff, playing with characters and stuff that I would never want to play with, never want to do That's true. anything for. So I felt like out of all the challenges, I would only do like one, you know. And I'm like, you're right. I have It'll be this. It'll, it'll be this exact same thing. That happens in Ghost, too. You get those three daily challenges. Mm-hmm. It's always the stuff for the roles that I don't play. Oh, man. We haven't talked about this on the show proper because I think the announcement came out maybe like two weeks ago when we were doing the prep before quarter end show or something. Something was going on on the show proper. And I was like, we need to talk about that next time. And then the next time became the quarter end special, which became this quarter end special. So that's why we haven't gone into it and why a lot of this stuff has kind of slid down the little hill. Mm-hmm. I've done the retweets when I see them, but it's been, we got no time to research because we got no time for the show. We got to do the thing, blah, 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 blah. It's unfortunate, folks. I don't know what to tell you. It, it is exactly what Matt said. It's just everything's coming at us and everything's just flying by right now. <laughs> and I'm like, something I should probably pay attention to. Oh, no. Something I should probably pay attention to. Okay. Oh, man. I was just thinking about that earlier today as I was not having time to do anything again. I was like, <laughs> there's probably two solid weeks at least yeah. of gearbox information, stuff like that, that I should probably be looking at. And I'm just not. I'm just not. I'm not in it. I'm not in it right now. I'm just out of the out of the ball game, coming in from the outside. And what kills me, we talked about it earlier in the show. Obviously, we knew this was going to be the launch date for the director's cut since they delayed it. But then I didn't realize that in that span of time is It Takes Two and Outriders mm-hmm. and this and Quarter End. So all three of those things, now we have to juggle in our one day of playtime or just say, ah, screw it. I'm not playing that with Eric or this with Matt until sometime later. Who knows? So it's just everything's... <laughs> Not only is it quarter end, so everything's whooshing by as far as news, but now all the all the release dates are here, and they're all crammed together. Tomorrow's the one day we get to play all these things together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and for that three and a half, four hour period, we got to try to do all the things and all the games and all the stuff. <laughs> and it's just not going to happen, and it's impossible, and it just sucks. Because it's like, man, I really want to do all this stuff, but I just don't have... I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can, like you said, I can do it personally on my own time, but yeah. as a thing we do for fun and have a great time with, we can't do it all. It's just not going to happen. And then in two weeks out, uh, Near Replicant comes out. So, oh. uh. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad Deathloop got delayed because I couldn't possibly play that in because it was coming out in May with all mm-hmm. these other damn things. Jeez. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff, and I'm so glad. I'm so glad that Borderlands is still kicking and rocking it out. Yes, we got to get back in there and do it. 
it's just bugging me. It's bugging me. There's just too much happening and so many cool things I want to do. And I'm like, God dang it. We got to do this. There's something we got to fix. We got to figure it out. What are we going to do, Matt? Here's what we're going to do. I get my PS5. You get your PS5. And we drive up to that cabin. And we sit there for a week. We get a week's worth of food. We stuff that fridge full. And you you sit in the one room that has the TV. I plug mm-hmm. into the one we couldn't figure out. And then we just get, we just do all this stuff for a whole week. Everything. Every game. You can't have your wife sending you on errands because we're up north. That's it. I got no work responsibilities. I got nothing to burn out on. We're just playing games for a week. That's how we do it. All right. I'll talk. I'll talk to the boss about that. See how that works. It'll be great. But another great thing that's going to be great, and that this at least is not coming anytime soon, because they're still announcing cast members for it. It's the Borderlands movie, because Edgar Ramirez has been announced as Atlas, and they gave him a first name. All you people who are like, I'm Bob Atlas, I'm Doug Atlas. He does have a name. I don't have it written down, but he's the head of the Atlas Corporation. And they've also cast Olivier Richters as Crom. Now, Eric, I know you don't know who either of these people are, so I'm going to tell you, <laughs> Edgar Ramirez, he's been in Zero Dark Thirty. He's been in the Point Break remake. He's been in Hands of Stone Girl on the Train. He's been in Bright. So a bunch of movies that people have seen. I don't know him personally because I haven't seen any of those movies. Never mind, I know. I hear tell he's a good actor. And then... Olivier Richters as Crom. Who's Crom? Why am I drawing a blank? I don't know if he's an actual character from Borderlands. I would assume it would be Borderlands 1, but they said like a big minigun wielding psycho. So if you remember a big boss from 1 that's crime, I don't know. Probably. I have no idea. It's been so long. I played through half of Borderlands 1 again back, you know, when the the remake or whatever came out, but... Mm. I don't remember no Crom up to the halfway point, so... Now, this guy, he's a big Dutch guy, big Dutch bodybuilder. I looked him up on his Wikipedia page to see if he'd been in any movies, and he's had, you know, small parts here and there. He's going to be in Black Widow, he's going to be in The King's Man as muscular guy, big giant guy, and he's going to be in Borderlands as Crom. Oh, yeah, he's like the head of the psychopaths or something. I think that was their whole shtick with it, was he was like the big dog of the psychopaths. So there you go. That's what he's going to be doing. And and now, of course, that brings us to the whole... No, no, we're not we're not going away from this guy because I pulled up his Wikipedia oh, okay. article. okay, what did he do? What did he do? <laughs> and I looked at his filmography and I saw those things and I went, okay. And then I scrolled up to the top. And I got to read it verbatim because this guy deserves props and you'll, you'll get why in a minute. Olivier Richters is a Dutch bodybuilder, actor, model, and the founder and CEO of Muscle Meat. The man is the muscle meat man. Muscle meat. As soon as I saw muscle meat, I laughed and I went on the Dutch muscle meat site and I was like, yeah, muscle meat. I got to get a tub of muscle meat. Of muscle meat. Yep. And then poop your brains out. It's going to be great, man. I don't have those problems. You have those problems, sir. Oh, that's just me. Sorry. My apologies. (laughs) I will poop my brains out after I uh, consume a bunch of that muscle meat. So they announced all that. Now... If you didn't see, Randy Pitchford also posted a picture of uh, his little set chair and a couple others and how mm-hmm. they can't even be in those chairs because the, the filming's like right outside. So when they're doing that, they can't even be there. So they're they're still far away, but they are indeed already filming and screwing around on this movie. That made me wonder because I saw it and I got excited. I was like, yeah, they're filming. But then they just kept announcing cast members. And I went, but... Mm-hmm. Do you do that when you are still filming, or are they like filming it in chunks? Like, here we have these cast members for this time, and these these six are here and ready. Yeah, it made me wonder if it was like. And then I put my tinfoil hat on, and I was like, "Is that even a real picture he showed, or is that something they mocked up when uh, for like a meeting they had? Are they actually filming?" Because he did say 
they're filming like right across the street. Mm-hmm. So the more I'm coming to learn about movies, I think he's actually they're actually filming because from what it's coming to my understanding, it's, I used to think when that you did a film, you got everybody on board, all right. your actors, everybody came in, and that's what you did for six months, seven months, whatever it was. But I'm starting to see that that's not the case. They'll be like, "Uh, we need you three for the next two weeks over here. We're going to be doing all the scenes where we're traveling across Winterland. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Okay, go away. I need you four over here and you to come back for all the scenes of Koch Kitschka and whatever. So it makes sense. They, ha- they already have casted some of their characters and they're doing the scenes with said characters while they have them. And then as they bring more on and figure things out, then they go... You know, rip apart the scenes with all those said characters, and then of course the the movie magic gets done. It all gets popped together, and it did da 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 da, da and voila. Now is voila what we're gonna get? Because they they this story is not Borderlands as you know it in the video games. Mm-hmm. They've changed it completely, and it's its own tale in a nutshell. And uh, I'm I'm partly excited about that because video games, as we've seen a million times, often don't work as movies. So by them taking characters you love and kind of keeping the essence of their character, but doing something completely different that, you know, is going to, quote fingers, work for a movie, that gives me hope that this is going to succeed and be really cool. But on the same token, being a fan of the games and having loved those characters in the particular games... Am I going to be jaded? You know, am I going to watch this and be like, ah, that's what? What the hell are they even doing? This is basically just some kind of action movie with, that says it's Borderlands. It has nothing to do with what Borderlands is. That's my fear. But my hope is that being a, there's a director on board who's like, hey, look, I know how movies work, and I'm going to turn this into a movie that works. That would be awesome because I don't want to see it flop. I don't want to see it be garbage. But on the other end of it, I don't want it to not be bored. I don't want it to just be Borland's a name and it's just basically just some random sci-fi Mad Max type schlub movie. Randy Pitchford tweeted out the other day, because I think he's probably gotten plenty of questions and or backlash from the Twitter people. Mm-hmm. I'll just read it verbatim because I like reading things verbatim today. The Borderlands cinematic universe is not identical to the video game universe. We're authentic to characters, tone, and style, but allow for independent storylines. The mediums are not the same, so the content should not be bound to the same rules. That, just like you kind of said, that gives me hope that it's what we talked about on the show. That I want a Borderlands movie, but I don't want to just see Borderlands, the the game that I played through. So putting their own spin on characters or relationships and like their past and interactions with each other gives me hope that it might not be what I know it what I know Borderlands to be, but it could be cool. And that's what I'm hoping too. And I wonder with Jack Black being Claptrap, are they going to change that up to where he's more of a, like an Android? So his actual character, Jack Black, he will actually be there and he'll just be some sort of, you know, he'll be a robot obviously, but you know, it, it, I don't, I just don't see him using Claptrap on a unawheel and then just have him voicing and see three CG it the whole way through. But if you don't, then that's not even Claptrap because Claptrap is Claptrap. Right. But as he said, this isn't going to be Borderlands as you know it as a game. We're changing it to be a movie, which means we can take, you know, leeway and a little bit of this and that and do what we got to do to make it work in this format. So, like, that's what I'm wondering. And and then on that, that note, I was like, what a weird choice to have Tiny Tina in the movie because Tiny Tina is amazing in the game. She's just super bonkos, bizarro. But the, to me, that does not work in movies. Almost ever. Almost ever. 
And I'm like, wow, you're trying to make a movie here so that people actually enjoy and like it. And you chose one of the most video gamey type characters to be in it. That's true. But I, I feel like Tiny Tina's one you could tone down or make, not tone down, but like make more serious. So she's not completely bonkers, but she has this twisted past and it's kind of, you know, twisted her up inside. Mm-hmm. You could make her darker without her being bananas. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And maybe that's the route they'll go. I mean, but she does, she literally rides around on Creek's shoulders. I mean, there is an element of bonanzos to it. But that's a small person in a, in a big battle. You're going to ride mm-hmm. around on somebody. You're going to be Blaster Master. Mm-hmm. But I think dialing back to the claptrap thing, I feel like Jack Black's not a robot. You wouldn't build a robot that looked like <laughs> Just Jack give him, Black. give like yellow tones, you know, black and yellow. You wouldn't make a robot that looks big, like big Jack Black. I'm not going to say this in, in, a, in a mean kind of way, but that doesn't make sense. He's got to be a CG kind of creation thing. And I feel like if there's one thing that you could do 100% straight from games to movies, it would be Claptrap. I mean, you could do him as like a you know, a generic animatronic type of robot. But I feel like that's the like the mascot character of Borderlands. Yeah. You can change Lilith, you can change Roland, you can change Krieg or Tiny Teen or any of these characters. But if you have Borderlands, you have to have Claptrap. Just like, you could do any kind of Star Wars show or medium, change characters, animated series, CGI, but R2-D2 is always just going to look like that. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's, he's R2-D2. the mascot. That's, yeah. that's it. Well, the only reason I worried... At all, really, is because you gotta have money. You gotta have a big budget to do a CG character throughout the whole thing and make it work, make it look good. And that was where I started to get nervous because I'm like, well, what's their budget? Like Star Wars did it, obviously. BB-8, that little robot looked incredible the whole movie, the whole way through. But that's also a physical prop too. Yeah, I know, and that's what I'm saying is maybe they'll do it that route mm-hmm. if they because that costs a big money to do that type of actual animatronics or whatever the hell you want to call it. That's big money. So I'm like, do they got that big money to be having a freaking full-size claptrap running around doing that? I don't know. I feel like a claptrap is a little bit easier because you could make him like a, like a four-wheeled robot and, and have three of those wheels be green and one wheel be real. And you could just add like the CGI touches. Like you could you can make a good-looking claptrap that just motors around and then you can do like the... The CG with his arms all wiggling and stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like a full on because CGI is magic, dude. I know it's magic. I know. I don't know. I just worry. I just want it to be good, man. I just want it to be good. <laughs> I agree. I want it to be good too. I feel like it. I feel like it'll be good. And if it's not good, it'll at least be different enough that you won't be like, oh man, they ruined my Borderlands. It'll be like it'll be like oh, Max yeah. Payne was. <laughs> At the worst case scenario, it's it's just that's not my Max. That would be that's not my Borderlands. But I hope it's my Borderlands. Hashtag not my Max. Hashtag not my Borderlands. <laughs> it was monosex. It was the problem in that movie. Anyway, so what do you think out there in podcast listener land? Tell us, what are your expectations for the movie? How do you want Claptrap to be? Do you want it just to be Jack Black with like a little line painted on his face? With like a little, he'll put like a little Android chip like right up above his eyebrow. He'll be mm-hmm. like, I'm, an, I'm a robot. I'm Claptrap. I'm falling down the stairs because I can't do stairs because I'm a robot. Or is it going to be awesome? <laughs> Is it going to be amazing? Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. And I say it all the time. <sighs> Blow the dust off it. Find us on Facebook. Go to Third Shift. We are over on that Facebook. Trust me. We there. All the peoples are over on that Facebook. And you know what? I'm a tangent. I was on Facebook just today, Matt. 
And it was glorious. You know what? People were actually on Facebook today just talking about fun, normal life things. That's a lie. That's no And way. I was like, wow, this is what Twitter was supposed to be, but Twitter is not that anymore. And now Facebook's kind of going back to where it was just about what you're up to, how much fun you're having with you know your family or friends or whatever. Well, it was crazy. Come on over to Facebook, you guys. We're having a good old time just living our lives and having fun. There ain't no craziness going on over there. I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm just going to say like I always do, you got to curate your Twitter feed just like you curate your everything else. I follow people who have a great time and have wonderful days all the time. It's just when I go on the trending topic section, then I see everybody who has hate in their hearts. So just just curate. If you see the bad stuff, just mute, block, uninstall. Not uninstall. I don't know. What else? You can just Whatever. mute and block. Unfollow, That's it. Mute unfollow. and block. Yeah, you don't want, you we don't unfollow because unfollowing is bad. That makes people dislike you. So you have to mute them. That's just the way it goes. No comments. <laughs> That's what I was told on the Twitters. Okay? Listen. Now. We're going to get back to the whole thing here. Hey, you can find us on Facebook, or you can head on over to the old Patreon. That's right, boys and girls. We do have one. We treat it like a tip jar. No big deal. No rush, no huss, no fuss. You like what we're doing? Consider throwing a buck, two bucks, three bucks, some other bucks our way. Helps us keep the lights on over here in the old podcast land. Keeps us buying things that help us keep operating. You know the rigmarole. We and Matt, we both have real jobs, which this is a real job, but it's not our real job. We got things we're doing. So this is just a hobby. This is for fun. So anything you guys and gals and folks out there do for us, super greatly appreciated. And it does not go unnoticed. We thank you now, and we have thanked you a million times in the past, and we'll thank you in the future. So consider going over there and helping us out. Absolutely. And of course, consider listening to the very next episode, which will drop on the 15th of April. And we might play all of those things we talked about, or we might play none of them. Something bad could happen, and we'll be here going... I don't know, man. What do you think about that director's cut? Did you play it? I played it for like five minutes. I'm just waiting for that text tomorrow. Man, bro, I'm tired, man. I just really ain't feeling a Borderlands night tonight, you know? It's okay. See you next week. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Not like thinking about doing it, but I was like, this is going to happen. I have a feeling we'll both, you'll be sleepy. I'll be grumpy. Anyway, <laughs> listen no, to the next episode. Night tonight. Dang it. Listen to the next episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services. I'm slowing it down. I'm not going fast. I'm slowing it down because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. We do appreciate it. Just as we appreciate those five-star reviews, you know, threats. They haven't pulled through. We haven't seen one yet in a couple weeks. So, you know, I'll just say this. Hey. We would love to have that five-star review on iTunes. Could you please do us a favor? Do us the courtesy of giving us a five-star review. Thank you. We appreciate it here at Third Shift. Eric went soft. I never thought I'd see the day. Eric went soft asking for a review. So I'm just going to wrap this episode up by saying there's nothing else to say but... Don't, 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 don't. Sit down.